This is Ted Drever, and you are listening to the Forging Better Humans podcast. Today, I want to talk about Iron Legion Strength and Combat. We were, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary. So 10 years we've been in business. As I would, I'd say the majority of people know us as a CrossFit gym. We've been a CrossFit gym for a long time. Um, it took me a while to pull the trigger on becoming a CrossFit gym. Funny story. Uh, I was, you know, all the other podcasts, if you listen to the other previous ones, you got kind of the idea of why we do what we do. But before I signed with CrossFit, I was this guy, like a, not a troll, but like a lurker uh, when it was CrossFit.com. And I would, uh, I would watch their website and it, it came it always had these cool workouts on it and it looked like something I really wanted to try but I was so hesitant about like putting my toe in the water with these guys because I knew as soon as I started they were going to get me with some like Christian message and CrossFit was going to turn into like Jesus fit and it was going to be this Christian thing that was all Jesus driven and like I just knew that was going to happen so I was really hesitant I just didn't really want to get into some religious weird stuff um, so and I would but, you know, I'd go back every once in a while and I'd look and I checked and finally I pulled the trigger on it and I found out that's not what it is. Now, there are, you know, sub branches and gyms out there that are faith based and that's cool. You know, that's up to them. That's how they do their things. But and that's good for them. But as an organization, you know, I found it, it was pretty secular. It was open to everybody, but it was very um, military driven, I guess. And it was just strength driven. And it really kind of spoke to me. So gravitating towards that. You know, I used some of their methodologies in the beginning to start changing people's lives, and it was really cool. Uh, then we enhanced it with our own programming. I enhanced it with our own stuff. We've never really uh, paid for programming anywhere. We've always done all of our own things. I've been very effective at it. Changed a lot of people's lives. I mean, just turned people into beasts, great leaders, good community leaders, better fathers, mothers, kids, all that stuff. So, using those methodologies uh, through CrossFit, where they still work for us today. Um, but we've kind of evolved too. So we've picked up other things that are, you know, weightlifting, jujitsu, tactical, rock, a lot of other programs that we have running here. And, but there's one that, you know, we push pretty hard right now and that's jujitsu. And I get, uh, I guess I get a lot of questions and sometimes like, what do they call that? Like a quirk eyebrow, like one eyebrow goes up when you're talking to people about jujitsu, like why would you add jujitsu to a CrossFit studio? Like your CrossFit gym is already effective at uh, changing people's lives, giving them exactly what they want. Um, you know, and, and I agree, you know, CrossFit in and of itself, just training it with the majority of our members here, get a lot of results from CrossFit, but, but it is proven to be effective across the board. It's why they call it elite fitness. It is, but, a lot of people get stagnant. A lot of people, we see it everywhere, and I'm sure every gym out there uh, sees it. You've got members that have been there for five, six years, and they're still doing scaled workouts. They're doing scaled workouts really fast, but they're doing scaled workouts. They've never really like pushed themselves 
to develop themselves into a newer or a, a more evolved athlete because they're perfectly happy coming into the gym. Um, they feel like they're getting a good workout. They're getting a good sweat on. It's a stress reliever. They're doing their stuff as skilled as they can possibly do because they know exactly how it feels. They know they're, if they push a little too hard this way or that way, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. They don't want to go there, so they stay scaled, right? Um, and as coaches, we do a really good job of trying to push them out of that comfort zone. A lot of our staff is really good at that, and the exceptional ones do. Uh, but the majority of your people, you're, uh, they'll stick to that stuff they know. Um, and, it, it, and more times than not, it, it only takes a few more years before they just become frustrated and they bounce. Because they just became too comfortable with being scaled and they never really wanted to push. Now you also have your RX athletes, your, your, your elite athletes that are in the gym and they're pushing and digging and they're the, they're the superstars of the gym, right? They're the guys that, you know, all these skilled guys and all these new guys, they look at them, look at them and they look up to them and they're like, wow, those guys are really great. But then those RX guys go out, they compete and they find out they're not that great. They're good in their little small local pond. But when they get pushed into a competitive environment or have to truly test their fitness out in the real world um it doesn't quite translate because even those rx athletes they've just found a way to become rx and just push a little bit harder than the other guy in the gym to become the top dog right but when they put it out there in the real world it's it's you know where's the edge where why are they getting beat at competitions why are these things right because it's easy to become comfortable. It's a super, super normal human reaction to look, seek out comfort. Uh, I had this conversation in a, in a previous podcast. I talked about it the other day with somebody as, as being a hunter, you know, I hunt in the snow a lot. There's a, there's a particular trail that I've got that has a barbed wire fence that runs along it. And there's a couple of wires loose on the barbed wire and they're low. And you can look and see the deer trail as it comes across the field, they come to the fence and then they walk along the fence until they get to that dropped piece of barbed wire and they jump over that dropped piece of barbed wire. This is an animal that can jump, I think eight to 10 feet high standing still, can obviously jump a three or four, four foot barbed wire fence at any time. But why waste the effort? Why? Because I can actually walk down this barbed wire lane and go over and step over this thing. It takes that particular animal years of experience to realize I can't run with a herd if I want to be that big 11 point buck or that big 12 point buck. I can't run with that herd anymore. I want to do something different. I'm going to actually jump that fence or I may even get off of this normal path and get out of this scaled comfort zone or these comfortable ways and routes. And then I become that monster swamp buck that every hunt, hunter drinks dreams about finding, right? That's how you become that elite athlete too. You have to bust out of that normal comfort path. So jujitsu helps us do that. So one of the things that I, a story I like to tell is, um, this is before I even started working with jujitsu. I was probably a year or two years into CrossFit. Um, I didn't suck. I was really good. Uh, back then I had uh, a crew that I run with. I still run with them today. They all talked me into going and doing this go ruck. It was a go ruck event. It was an early, it was in the early days of go ruck. It was probably like go ruck 80. I think now they're at like, who knows, 1000 something, but it was like go ruck 80. It was in downtown Tampa and it was tough. It was something that we showed up for this event as cock strong individual athletes that never really worked as a team, but each one of us individually were fucking good. Um, but as far as working as a unit, working as a team, we weren't really that great. We soon realize.
bust. Um, the thing about Go Ruck is it's a team event. If you don't work as a team, you suffer as an individual. Um, well, you actually even suffer as a team. Everyone suffers. So it took us probably three hours into this 12 to 15 hour event. I can't remember how long it was. Well, 15 hours maybe. It took about three hours for us to finally get our shit together um, to be able to actually start moving through the city properly as a unit and as a team without constantly getting hit with these with these penalties that would slow us down and these things that would just make it so much more miserable. And it was every time we would get a penalty, for example, just basic penalty, just starting out, you had to be one arm length away from the person in front of you. If you ended up more than one arm length away from the person in front of you as you were rucking through downtown, it was a breach of contract or contact and you had to stop and there was a penalty involved. That penalty could be somebody got blew up. Now you got to carry all their shit. You got to carry their ruck and then you have to carry that person. Um, you end up getting doubled up with uh, extra weight rocks, boulders and things that we found on the side of the road. Or we had crawls or some type of PT that we would have to do anytime that we got penalized. We started to realize that if we didn't start, there were times where we would be digging through this go ruck stuff. Things would start to get miserable. It would start to get hard. You would start to slack. You would break contact. You would do something that would cause a rift in the team and you would end up with these punishments, these penalties. And what you learned by the punishments and the penalties was that had you have actually just stayed the course and never deviated from what the, the trainers and the, the go rope cadres wanted you to do, um, you, you probably would have been better off than taking the punishment. The punishments that you had to take, you then had to take on tired. And what you found is that you had a second gear. You have more in the tank. You're able to do more than you think because now you're getting punished with three times the fucking work when you could have just stayed on course and just pushed a little bit harder and stayed with the team. Just started reading a book recently. Uh, it's called Raising Men by Eric Davis. He's a uh, SEAL sniper instructor, I believe. And he wrote, I'm only, I'm only halfway through the book. And he relate, and now the SEALs, obviously, this is a whole different deal, but I'm reading it from a book. It wasn't from experience. He's explaining how, and I'm going to fuck it up, but he's explaining how uh, they call that the goon squad. So during SEAL training and BUDS, if you can't keep up, something happens and you can't keep up your times, you can't keep up your whatever that particular PT thing is for the day or the, that particular moment, you end up busted down to a goon squad. And you're pushed down to the, boom, the goon squad and then you're doing triple to, to almost six times the amount of work that you could have done originally. And what you find out mentally is that, damn, I do have another gear. I have more inside here. I need to relate that to my actual my actual performance when I'm on the floor. When the, the, the cadres want me to work, I need to be doing that work. Not worrying about not then getting in. You don't want to find that out in the goon squad, right? We found that out in GoRo. That there is another gear that you don't even know that you have. Um, and a lot of us, when we start CrossFit, a lot of us individual athletes, you get into something like this, um, you find the comfort places, you find, you think you're working that second gear, you think you're working that hidden gear, but you're really not. You're really, you're a good athlete, you're performing at a top level, but there's still another gear inside there. Where do we find that? For me, it was jujitsu. It was in, when I was introduced to jujitsu, I went into it as, um, 
uh, world-ranked Olympic weightlifter, uh, top-performing CrossFit athlete, and I was in shape. I was fit. I was all of those types of things. But so I figured. I never thought jujitsu was going to be easy. Don't get me wrong, right? But. I thought it was still a sport. So when I got into it and the, the techniques, the skills, the drills, those types of things, I'm not going to say they were easy, and, but they're, they're doable for an athlete. They're a lot more, um, I think they're, they're more approachable for athletes than for somebody new off the street. It's when you get into the actual live role, when they take the governors off and they pit you against somebody else and it's you and that person and you have to wrestle that person and show what you've learned or even just show what you may have learned throughout your life that you find out that that other person isn't a barbell. That other person that you're going against isn't a sandbag or a kettlebell or a pull-up bar that is completely indifferent as to your performance or your comfort level. That other person wants to win more than you do. And you should want to win more than they do. So when they're coming at you and you decide that, hey, I want to, I would really like to slow down here. That other person just doesn't fucking care. They will steamroll right over the top of you and you've got to fucking survive. So what you do is you find out very, very quickly you have another gear in there. Now that other gear may not last very long and this comes with time and development, but you find out that there's that secret hidden gears, that survival gear that's inside there that jujitsu can pull out of you and show you that while this guy is attacking you, you've got to get your brain back in the game. You've got to fight. You've got to get back in it. That relates and translates back into the real, real world so well. Not just the real world, but let's say you want to be a CrossFit athlete and you're finding yourself stomped consistently at local competitions or you're running like you're just stuck running. You know, then a hunting term is a whole different thing, but run, you're just like in a rut, like you're stuck. Um, as an athlete, you can't seem to move forward or backwards. Throw some jujitsu in your life, man. You will find out that you have a gear that you can push so hard. I've been training this uh, fight camp thing recently, and I haven't really done much CrossFit. And I would say probably two, three months, I haven't touched any CrossFit. I've done strongman training and uh, fight camp jujitsu training, just getting ready for this blood on the mats thing I've got coming up in June. And we recently had our 10 year anniversary. And we had some CrossFit workouts that were thrown in there. Well, it's my gym, so I'm not going to ignore the, the workouts. So I jumped in and I did all three workouts. I did really well. For somebody who hasn't been doing CrossFit in a long time, my engine is through the roof. It is one of the things that I've been struggling with my entire life is my, my cardio and my endurance. But jiu-jitsu and the amount of work that we're putting in in these, in these camps are bringing my cardio engine and my endurance engine up to the top because I know, I know that I can pull on another gear in CrossFit because those deadlifts, they're not going to fight back, but I can rip them off the fucking floor. I know that I used to be able to work at this speed, but I've got more to go. So if we're working on building general physical preparedness and being hard to kill, we want to understand everything that the body is capable of. We've got to learn that there's another gear inside. It's a tremendous, tremendous game changer for your performance. If you're just coming to the gym to get a good sweat on and go home and be happy, that's cool. But if you're really, really looking to enhance your performance, to become harder to kill, to always be pushing the envelope and to get stronger and better at everything, 
add in a little bit of jujitsu to your life, you would be surprised. Mobility, cardio, strength, just firing off brain waves so fast um, when you're under duress, when you're under stress, being able to think about how you're going to get in and out of something that all translates to CrossFit, it all translates to life. It's really cool stuff, man. So it's not about, uh, you know, just adding in a couple of flashy things to our gym to make us cool. It's things that actually work. These are tried, tested, proven programs that we've got. So, so when the question comes up, like why jujitsu, that's it right there. I just thought I'd take a little bit of time, tell a couple of stories and, uh, drop a little knowledge on you guys. And I'd love to see you guys on the mat sometime. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. I love working with new people, experienced people. It doesn't matter. Uh, come on in. We've got a great program growing out here and, uh, yeah, I invite you to come be a part of it. So become harder to kill out.